We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hey friend, before I forget, I want to personally invite you to attend the Align Retreat April 8th to 10th in Carefree, Arizona. When this retreat idea was planted in my mind and my partner's mind, we had no idea what an impact it would make on ourselves, but also our community. And in one year, it has grown and evolved in such a way beyond my wildest dreams, and it's continuing to do that. It's continuing to get better. So this April retreat is going to be so magical, and we would love to have you there. If you are craving sisterhood, deep connection, moving your body, some self-care, some self-love, and have fun while doing it, this retreat is for you. So if you want to know the details, check it out in the show notes. And you can, of course, as always, reach out to ask me any questions. The doors are officially open and these retreats tend to sell out pretty quick. So if you have that little feeling, it might be a sign that this is for you. If you haven't done something for yourself in a long time, or you are a development junkie, we got a little bit of something for everybody. And I cannot wait to see you there. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King, and I have a very special guest. She's been on the show before, and this will definitely not be her last time. Welcome back to the show, my girl, Priscilla. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get one of those like blowhorn things. Like I'm into that. I'm into that. Well, thanks for having me again, B. Of course. It's only a matter of time to like these episodes just are like monthly. I mean, we talk so much. I have you pinned on my messages. It's you, Patty, (laughs) Mitch, and my family chat. So it's bound to have like at least one of our conversations recorded at least. Absolutely. Well, I'm laughing because on my on my computer, on my iMessage, it's Brian and Priscilla. Like I'm pretty like, much. Yep. Those are the people that I talk to the most. Uh, but I'm just so excited to have you on the show today because we've talked about lots of different things. And this topic is kind of a new topic for me to talk about. And you are, I would say, a, a salty vet going into round two. It feels like that because I feel like I've been pregnant for five years, but uh, <laughs> figuring it out. But I think one of the biggest things, and other than the fact that like I just love you so much, but even if I I didn't know you as well as I do, I would just from afar, I would admire how you handle being a mom, how you handle motherhood, a partner, and then also a leader in the community. And it's something that I've always admired about you so deeply. And I just get to see like the front row seats of it all. So I'm really grateful for that because it gives me so much uh, inspiration and hope for this next season that I have no idea what's in store. Like I just, it's like the biggest unknown of my life and I'm ready for it, but I'm grateful because I think I feel so ready because of you, because I've got to watch you go through this whole transformation. So I'm excited to talk about all things motherhood and anything else that comes up because you know us, we always end up on some sort of random tangent. (laughs) 
Absolutely. No, thank you so much for that, B. I mean, I'm, it's been an incredible journey. And the fact that you're like on this new journey of just becoming a mother so soon. Um, I don't know if you, everyone knows, but B and I are only like six weeks apart. <laughs> not planned. We kind of knew it was going to happen, but not planned. And um, just to see you become from like the last couple years till now, I'm like so excited to meet Baby King. And it is going to be the most loved child in the entire state of Arizona with the coolest, dopest parents of all time. And I just love the idea of great people having children and just reproducing greatness for our future generations because that's what it's about, right? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're, if you don't know who Priscilla and I are, we co-founded the Align Retreat and we knew we were going to end up part, like we knew there was something like when we met that there was something that we were going to do together and it's turned into this beautiful thing and it's just got getting started. And we joked at the second retreat that like we would most likely be pregnant at the same time, just like a joke. And sure enough, it happened. Yep. Totally unplanned. Like it wasn't like, Hey, are you ovulating? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm sure people maybe do that, but we just left it up to the universe to make that happen. And I think it's for a very divine reason. And I'm really excited to see what comes of it. One of the things that I took away from our last retreat, because we just hosted a retreat um, in November, and that was a totally different experience for both of us. So different. As pregnant as we both were. And Priscilla has had like different experiences because she was how many, how, like how many weeks postpartum were you with the first one? So with Bennett, um, he was, I think he was six months. Um, the first one and then second one, what we had it two months later and then Bennett's now 18 months. And now, and I think I was 33 weeks pregnant, 33 weeks pregnant during our retreat and you were 28 <laughs> or something. <laughs> something. No math. Well, we're in our, <laughs> in our third trimester and it just like energetically so different. And I go back to my third trimester with, with Bennett and I was like, this is a breeze. This is amazing. But it was also during COVID where the most that I walked was from one side of the house to the other. And I just sat on my bouncy ball and on my laptop doing work. And I wasn't on my feet as much. And this has been such a different experience, but still beautiful and just, you know, just a part of it. But it is, it's wild that we get to do what we do all while holding mm-hmm. like two future generations. It's just crazy. It's, it is so, it is so wild. And I think one of the coolest things about it is like at the, you know, we're sitting by the fireplace on Saturday night and we were going over like takeaways and reflections. A couple of the the gals like mentioned how inspiring it was to see us like still do our thing and show up and like be able to do that and be pregnant and like kind of redefining what motherhood looks like. And it gave me the chills because it wasn't even something that was kind of in my consciousness of, I was just like, we're just here doing our thing. Like it didn't even occur to me, but for the women that were already moms watching us do that was like an inspiration for them. And I didn't, it didn't even like cross my mind until someone said something like that. Well, it's this, it's this stigma that you're pregnant and you're sick, right? Like, it's like, how are you feeling? How's this? Like, sit down, don't do anything. And, you know, we grew up watching these shows we grew up watching pregnant women on tv and all you see is like you know hands on the back and oh and just complaining and which is a part of it a hundred percent right and like we are also fortunate enough to 
be going through a healthy pregnancy and not be bed rest. Like it's very different for everyone. Pregnancy looks different on every single, on every single woman. And, you know, I think that we grew up with just like thinking that when you're pregnant, that's it, you're done. You can't do anything. And you forget you get pregnant. You have 10 months to like still do things. You know, if, again, if you have the health and means to just like keep doing what you're doing, because again, it's, it's, it's just so different. Um, but to go from first pregnancy to second one, you know, it's like first one was like, so you're still working out. You're still doing this. I was like, I mean, I feel okay. Like, am I not supposed to? And I think it's like limits, right? Like you listen to your body and that's what you're, you're you know, everyone's doctor is going to recommend something different. But my doctor was very much like, you can still work out. Just make sure your uh, heart rate isn't above here and you're still eating good. And whenever you feel it, just pull back. Am I do going as hard as I was before? Absolutely not. But reeling it back and just listening to my body and doing what feels good. Because sitting down doesn't feel good for me all day, all day for the entire 10 months. And I think that's what people think that when you're pregnant, it's like, sit your ass down and we'll do everything for you. It's like, yeah, that's nice. But I'm fueled by fueling people and why not? Like, and I just happen to have a child in my belly all while doing this, you know? Um, So I think that it's important that if you, again, have the health to like continue to do things, please do because all you're doing is inspiring everyone else to just like give them permission to be like, hey, just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you're, you're bedridden. Like, please go and live your life. Like it is okay. Absolutely. And I think like that has been such a big inspiration for me because I, yeah, like so blessed, so lucky with an easy pregnancy. And I think we are so conditioned to only hearing or maybe looking for Mm -hmm. the, the bad and hearing about all of the things that can go wrong and the sickness and the heartburn and the soreness. Yeah. And all of that. And, um, it, it, I mean, I know that that's not the case for everyone. Like we're very lucky. And some people might even say it's a unicorn pregnancy to, to get to this point and have it be with like very little aches and pains. Um, but I think it is so important to talk about the good stuff too, because it does kind of like, I know me personally, before I got pregnant, I was worried about like for 10 months, just being bedridden and not doing anything. Like I was like, is that how it's going to be? And it hasn't been that way at all. So I'm, I've been pleasantly surprised, but I think it is a lot of it has to do with like having people in my life like you. And I like recognize that like, Oh, like there's this one narrative and Mm -hmm. I, there's this other narrative and I get to kind of decide which narrative I want to have in my mind. Totally. Totally. It's like, um, yeah, I think that also when you're, when you're pregnant, it, it's, it's like the plane thing, right? Like how many times do you hear about a plane crash versus how much a plane lands safely, you know, and it's similar to delivery and, and pregnancy. It's like, we hear about the bad and it's like, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of okay moments, but we, we are, our brains like to just like focus and, and protect ourselves and just by focusing on what's bad so that we're prepared and all this and, I mean, what you feel, what you say, what you focus on, like that, that comes back to you. And I think it's a huge reminder of that too. Yeah. And I think that this is one of, I think the biggest transformations of our life and I'm kind of in that, you know, that stage of it and you've gone through it before. So tell me a little bit about what your biggest transformation was having been it last year. And like, what have you learned from that experience that you're going to take into this baby number two? Whew, so many things. Um, 
thinking about that, the first thing that really comes up for me is prioritizing. Like, I think that not that my priorities were all over the place before, but also, yeah, kind of, you know, I just like, if I didn't necessarily want to do something, I would still do it because I could and I had the time, right? Um, I think the biggest shift for me when Bennett came was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I do not have room or capacity or space to take on all the things, to say yes to all the things, to hang out with all the okay people in my life. Um, it was very much like my tolerance, just, just everything just changed. And it was like, I have no problem reprioritizing my agenda, what's important to me, because I have this little human that I love so deeply that this little human is just depending on me and dad and for me to prioritize all these other things above him, like nothing else is important. So things would come up and it's just like, it's not a big deal. Like nothing seemed like a big deal after pregnancy. All the things that I would worry about or stress about in career stuff and future stuff. It's like the minute Bennett came in, it was like, boom, nothing else matters. Nothing else is that important, but this little human. And it, the last 18 months, I've gone through a lot of seasons. I mean, I can't say that I've been like, you know, just, okay, I'm going to be present. And then I'm like, work, work, work. And then wait, but what about me and this and the back and forth? And um, I really try to structure my schedule or I do structure my schedule where, you know, I have the Priscilla time because that is important to me. And one thing I really realized throughout this is, you know, staying at home all day, every day with babes. Um, it, it, I, I'm not the best me. Like I definitely am the, the mom that has to fuel her cup and I need to do the things that really light me up and just, I'm able to reset in order to meet for me to be like a more patient and loving and happy mom when I'm with Bennett. So, so yeah, it, it, it really just goes back to like knowing what is, what I'm able to like have on my plate and knowing that that changes and it changes. And the first year, so much changes. I mean, their sleep schedule changes, their food changes. Every week, every two weeks is something different. And, um, and just adjusting and being okay with that. Like the rigid, super, super strict routine is just like not a thing, throw it out the window. Throw it out the window, all parents, for anyone with any newborns or any child under the age of, let's just say two, because that's that's a season I'm in, like throw out your completely rigid schedule out the window because it is going to change as your child changes. You know, you go from sleeping for two hours to at some point sleeping throughout the night. And that 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 looks different. Your day-to-day is going to look different. Your energy is going to look different. And what matters is that you're flexible with that. And you're just go, kind of going with the motion and you're letting kind of your, your little human dictate that for you. Um, so, so going into baby number two, I'm going to be really honest. And I've said this a lot. I am nervous. I'm super nervous about like the whole Bennett is, um, Bennett's at a tough age and he's like, he, he, he loves his mommy and his daddy and he just like wants to be with us. And he's at that point where he like wants to communicate and we're not really understanding him. And he's like, so much frustration. So there's a lot of crying in the house and a lot of tantrums. And I'm doing two, three weeks and we will see how this is going to go. And <laughs> we're going <laughs> to be patient. We're going to be gentle. And 
we're going to take every day without having a major plan. Cause I think the more fixated that we are on like having this like, dream of what the house is going to look like in the kids and keeping everything clean. It's like, it's pretty unrealistic when you have this little baby that's really dictating what your day and your emotion is going to be like. So the more that you can do to just fuel you to have those moments of reset and the more present, the more bold you can be for your, for your kids. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> like I'm just thinking, I'm like, I, there's just so much that you said and like the realness of it, of like being completely honest and being like, yeah, like I am nervous right now. And, and that gives other people permission. Cause I think, you know, there's this whole facade of like having to have it all figured out and having it all together. And it's like, that's not what it's about. And the more conversations that can be had like this, the pressure comes off other people that are paying attention. Cause you really are such a leader on so many levels. And, and especially as you are entering this next season, it's like people really do look to you. And I think just being so honest and real is what is one of your superpowers, honestly. Um, and I love, I mean it. Um, I, I love what you said about the rigid schedule and it's so interesting because I have been working very hard to get myself set up, giving myself a maternity leave, like, which I'm so proud of you. So proud of you doing all of the things and blowing my own mind. I didn't even, I'm like, I don't even know who this person is that took over. My brain is forward thinking. I guess this is what happens when you end up marrying a financial planner. Who knows, (laughs) who knows through osmosis. I'm thinking of the future. Right. Um, but lately in the past couple of weeks, since I've set myself up the schedule, cause I do have a pretty, I don't want to say rigid it's structured, but flexible, but like, I pretty, pretty routine. And the past couple weeks, I've just like thrown it all out the window. (laughs) I just have been like, does this even matter right now? Because Mm -hmm. in 10 weeks, this cute little structure that like helps me thrive, it's going to be a thing of the past. And I'm going to grieve that. And I know that I'm going to grieve that because I love I love my routines. I love my mornings. I love my evenings. I'm like done, you know, the past three years I've set myself up and now I know it's all going to change and I'm okay with that. And I think like hearing you speak about it and kind of give me that ahead of time has really helped me come to terms and peace with it because you gave me like the best advice, you know, I I think, I don't know if it was when I first got pregnant or maybe even before you were like, so many people think about the birth. So many people are like, focus on the birth, focus on the birth. You're reading all the books like about birth and pregnancy, but like, what about after? <laughs> like no one's yes. really about like what happens when you get home. And I remember you telling me that. And I was like, holy shit, P that is the best advice that I have received. And I've really taken that to heart because I, I do think a part of my pregnancy being so fluid is I haven't been thinking so much about like all of the things and like leading up to the birth. Like I've really been focusing on setting myself up for what's next and preparing myself for the fourth trimester and what's to come, because I'm not going to go into it just like naive or like whatever being like everything's gonna be like rainbows and butterflies it's not how it's gonna be so you gave me the best advice and I think that's really been helping me plan and prep and also like let go and surrender what was and I kind of feel like I'm just in this process of letting go and knowing that it's all gonna change and like kind of grieving it now so when it all happens 
when I'm flooded with a bunch of hormones, it doesn't like hit me even harder. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I, and I want to speak to that too, because I, I love, 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 love the way you're kind of getting into this and getting your mindset um, prepared, which, you know, you can do all the preparation in the world and, you know, but at least having some kind of, you know, foundation and some kind of understanding of what after looks like, it is very helpful. It, it is helpful. And, and I remember when I gave you that advice, because that wasn't the advice that wasn't that, that was told to me, I think like a few days before my water broke. And, <laughs> and what's funny was I was, I was very, very focused on my, on my delivery and my birth plan and, and not in a way of just like, you know, this is how it has to be. I was just fascinated with the entire birthing experience. And, and for those of you guys who don't know, my plan was to like go completely unmedicated um, and natural, which is not the way that it ended up going. And I, and I went in open and fluid with that, but I was reading hip, the hypnobirthing book because it was COVID. So there was no like in-person classes. And I would read that book every night and fill out the worksheet but I loved it. And I was so like into it. And then next on, on the other side of the bed, Mitch was reading like the baby wise book and like, you know, the sleep training book and all the other like baby dad books. And he went to the baby dad class and knew how to swaddle and do all those things that prepare you for when a baby comes. I mean, I could tell you all the things that I learned about the delivery, which happened in 90 minutes. And I didn't know how to swaddle my child after <laughs> Like there was so many things after. And the reason I remember posting something on Instagram, like, does anyone know of any hypnobirthing classes, virtual? I feel like I need a speed class before my, before my water breaks. And people are sending me podcasts and books and, and doulas in this. And one, I do not know. I, I don't remember her name. We like, don't know each other. She literally just like messaged, responded to me and said exactly that. She's like, I wouldn't worry so much about the birth. I would really just start to prep for after the, the birth happens like so fast. Like you're not going to even think about it after. And I was like, I was kind of offended. Like, I was <laughs> like bitch, I didn't ask for that unsolicited advice. I like reread like re it a few times and I like felt a little bit of like, I felt a little rest restriction in my chest. I was like, why do I feel this way? It was like, okay, let me, let me listen to this. And I was like, okay. I mean, She's, she's not wrong, but I mean, I still want to know. So after going through it and then, you know, Bennett crying and little, just the little things that Mitch happened to read in an article or in a book or something like he was so much more familiar with that than me. And I was like, what's this poop? Why does it look like this? He's like, oh, it's totally normal because of X, Y, and Z and this and this and this. And I was like, Oh, okay. When it came into sleep training and all this stuff. So, I mean, you learn as you go, right? Everything with babies, like, let's be real. It's all trial and error. It's going to be different for everyone, but it's those little things, right? Like if you're going to prepare for anything, prepare for after, because yeah. that woman was so right. Like the delivery literally is so fast. It is, a, it goes by in a blink of an eye, yeah. right? Like even if it's a whole day, a week or what, it's still such a short time. And guess what? The minute that baby's home with you, boom, boom. It, and you be for you to have set yourself up the way you did for you to have listened to that advice and all your other friends advice. And that's the best thing, right? You take like you take like what you want to hear from everyone and you're just like, okay, cool, 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 cool. I'm going to like set myself up for this. And you're going into this of like, okay, I want X amount of months to not have to worry about this. And I just, I just want to be with babes. Um, I had that for me. And I think three months was my number. And I looked back and I was like, oh, man, 
I don't know. And I think I said, and I expressed that to you again, it's different for everyone, but um, I would have liked way longer, but you know, when you also love what you do, you like want to kind of rush back into it. And I think the beauty also of what we do is we do have that flexibility that it doesn't, it's not a 40 hour week. Like we get to, you know, do little things to fuel our cup and come back. And I, I, I knew that I wanted my schedule to be fluid and have that where it wasn't like, I wouldn't see B till two hours before bed. Then it's like, that's, that's not fair to him. That's not fair to him. I love that you said that too, because that was kind of my, my next question. We, we kind of talked about this and we've talked about it multiple times, but that like urge, right. To like, get back into it. Mm. What is that? You know, it's like, you have this and it's, it's across the board. It's like, almost like we have to prove something of like, I can get back into work. I can do this. And obviously check back in with me in seven months from now, but how I see it or like how I've observed it, it's like, what, who, what are we trying, like, what are we trying to prove? Because right now our job is literally taking care of little human and nurturing them. So let, like, I'd love for you to speak on that a little bit. Cause you said, you're like, I think like I was so ready to get back, but now looking back, I wish that I would have had more time. And I've heard that from so many different people. Yeah. People. So tell me a little bit about like what that experience was like and what you learned from it and how you're going to apply it, you know, to baby number two. Man, it's like, and I still feel it. Like I'm prepping myself for baby two to even go back to what we were talking about when we first started, where it was like, what are you going to take from baby one to baby two? And it's like really prepping myself to just sit in this season and not rushing to like go back to, to the world of normal. And it's like, this is our new normal. This is the new season. Um, it was it felt really good. I remember like going back to like teaching and I was like, Oh yes. Like just to just be out of the house and like be back with like the community. And, and again, I love, love coaching. I really do. Like, I mean, and, and a big part of that was also, I taught 6am classes four days out of the week, morning classes, five days out of the week. And that when you have a, when you have a little baby, right. That's waking up at 12 a.m. and then 3 a.m. and then you have to go like I'm more energized in the morning so I, it worked and and I look back at it and for sure it did but it was like I what was I rushing back for you know like there was the beauty of having Bennett was having him during COVID the beauty of that timing was really COVID where it was just like no one was doing anything it wasn't like my friends were all hanging out at spin class without me. And I was just like, wait, I want to go here. I want to go do that. Like it was every, the world just went to a pause. And what's interesting is I was actually ready to go back. I felt like I was ready to go back at the time, a month after. And I remember emailing them and was like, okay, you can put me back on the schedule. And then the studio closed down again. So then Mitch and I decided to go to California for like three weeks. And we're like, we're just going to go. And then we went to to the lake house in, in Michigan. And we, we left for, I think another two weeks or so. And then we just decided to be gone for the summer and the studio opened back up and I was like, kind of itching to go back, but also like, Oh, this is so nice. And I'm so grateful that it happened. Cause if not, I would have went back and to go back. Right. It's not like, okay, let me go back. And then let me take like three weeks off right after, like the minute you're back, you're like momentum, you're is going, you're just, your adrenaline is running and you're just like, 
boom, boom, boom. Cause you haven't had that in so long and you haven't felt this energy in so long. So it was such a blessing that everything happened the way it did because it forced me to stay down for three months. Mm-hmm. Going forward, you and I started a line. Then we're like, boom, we're launching. Boom, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. So I had all this external stuff that was like put on my plate that was just like, that I loved. But then I would come back home and I was pretty stressed out and like depleted. And I'd be with Bennett and I'm just like, after an hour, I'm like, okay, let me like check my phone. And it's like, whoa, like what? Be off, like be off, have your mornings, have your couple hours to do what you have to do. And then when you're with B, just be with B. Like, what are you checking on your phone for? What are you like rushing back for? You have the time for that. So it was a struggle. I remember crying a lot. I remember feeling pretty overwhelmed and just like, am I, am I just like putting too much into like me and not enough to him because I'm so focused on like, I need me time. Like, you know, where like your me time is just different and, and your me time is now like your bonding time and your time that you're not going to get back. Right. Because your kid's going to get to a point where they're going to have friends and they're going to do play dates. And that's what I keep reminding myself of. It's like, I don't have this time forever. I really don't. And the time that Ben is just going to want to hold my hand and take me to the pantry and be like, can I have a cake cone? Like that's not going to happen often. I have to remind myself that all the time. And I mean all the time. I have to remind myself this all the time. <laughs> like, and I say this over and over because it is still a practice for me. Like I do want to work. I do want to like do all the things. And, and the reality is that I can't do all the things right now. That's not where, that's not where my priority is. It's not where my focus is. My focus is my child as much as like, you know, I need to do the little things to fill me up. But also with him, it's like, baby boy, you are so, you got so big. You got so big in 18 months. And you know, there was nothing for me to rush back for because I was always going to be there. Whether you and I launched our retreat um, in February or did April, it was it, it's going to happen. It was going to happen. And it happened the way it was supposed to. And I think, you know, looking back at the past 18 months, it's really teaching me to just like, RIP. So we're going to talk about this over and over. We're not rushing back to things, right? What is there to rush back to? Because right now you're going to have a little girl and a little boy. They're just going to look for you and just want you to be there. So what else matters? Nothing else. And I am, I, I just like to do all the things. That's the thing. That's my, that's me. That's a me problem, right? That's what I'm figuring out. It's like, why do I feel the need to go back? And it's like, well, I love that too. It's like, okay, well, guess what? That's never going to go away, Priscilla. That's never going to go away. What you love to do now is just, has multiplied has just like, now you also love to be a mother too because being home with them is just is everything and it's such a temporary like part of of our lives so um I'm really just like sitting into this this is this is the new season and I'm being gentle with myself and not rushing to like go back to the things (laughs) well you know what it keeps coming up when you're saying that because you know we have talked about this of like going back or doing this you know with um stepping away from spin both of us I've had plenty of people like, are you going to go back to teaching? You're going to, and I keep thinking, I'm like, I'm actually not ever going back to whatever was in the past. I don't want to go back. I want to look forward and create something different for my future. And as I'm listening to you say that, I'm like, oh, like you're not going to go back. 
whatever it is that's back. It's like, you're actually mm-hmm. creating something totally different for yourself and your family that doesn't exist yet. And it's uncomfortable because the easy thing to do is be like, well, I, I can go do all of these things that I was doing, but if you just kind of now you're, you're, you've totally surrendered. You have even said, you're like, there is no, like I'm now. in the process. I'm in the process of surrendering. Okay. That's what I will say. (laughs) You're in the process of surrendering, which is, uh, is the first step. Uh, But I hear that loud because like I, I keep catching myself or noticing in my mind when someone asks me, I'm like, are you going to go back to this? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm not going backwards. I want to move forward in this like next season. And I don't know how that looks, but I, I yep. know that like, I want to keep moving forward and whatever that looks like. Cause our brains naturally look to the past because that's how we're wired. We look to the past to decide something, but I'm like, I want something different for my future yeah. and something that doesn't exist in my past. I'd have never been a mom in my past. Yeah. Like I can't look to the past and look to the future um, and make a decision. And I think like, it's kind of a cool season, like for me as an observer and a friend and like seeing where you're at and how things kind of have unfolded for you in the past month or so <laughs> month, month and a half, like over here, I'm like, Whoa, this is such a cool space to watch my friend be in because there is so much unknown, but it's almost like this unknown. That's like, I kind of, the way that I vision is just like very, like these like clouds that are just like floating around and it's like clearing this path that like, isn't a hundred percent clear yet, but you're just kind of in that space of possibility. Like that's kind of what it feels mm-hmm. like for me as I'm observing you with like how everything has just unfolded in the past couple months. Um, and it's, I think, I mean, from my perspective of just knowing you and who you are and what you're capable of is really fucking cool. Thanks friend. That vision is a lot nicer than what I have. I (laughs) (laughs) Mine is like artichoke and like (laughs) killing the leaves and like sucking that and the leaves are there. And I'm just like, like, okay, rebuild me now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's kind of, and that's like, that's fun. That's the fun stuff, right? It's uncomfortable, but it's, there's just so much there because, you know, what I've witnessed just of knowing you for, I mean, how many, like when, when did you move to Arizona? We met 2018. Okay. okay. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. 2018. So a little over three, three years or so. And what you've done just moving into a new state where you don't know anybody is really unheard of. Like I just, I have lived in one place for (laughs) 33 years, (laughs) quite some time. I have planted my roots here Um, and observing what you have created is, is truly remarkable. Like there is just, there's not a lot of words to describe it. And it's something that like speaks to who you are as a person on a soul level of what you're capable of. So like, that's why over here, my vision is like, there's like these floaty clouds and it's mystical. And like, I can see the possibility for you and I'm stoked. I'm so excited um, to get to be like a witness of it and like a little part of it and all of the things. What's so cool about that is it was the community that you started. That's what's so, it's like crazy to have like even a full circle moment of this and both of us sitting here after knowing each other for three years and both pregnant of like, I nurtured a community that you created. And that is, if it wasn't for you, it would have looked a little different. 
yeah, the culture would have been a bit different. So <laughs> kudos to you. <laughs> thank, thank you for throwing the kudos right back at me. Um, but it's like, I, that's what is so exciting about like, what's next? You know, I'm not going to ask you what's next. Cause that's not the question to ask. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because now not doing my like daily classes and stuff. And it's a question that I hear all the time. And it's like, well, what's next? Well, what's next? And it's like, do you not see what is in my Buffy? Like that, that is, that is next. And that is what I'm focusing on. Not that that is the reason why I left and why I stopped spinning like very far from it, but everything unfolded the way it needed to. And it's giving me the time and, it's a universe saying, Hey, because I would have went till, till my water broke hundred <laughs> percent. I, everyone asked me and they think I was lying. They're like, how long are you going to go? I was like, I don't know. Till Dr. Decca tells me like, sit your ass down and stop. Until <laughs> you're forced by nature. <laughs> um, and, and, and that didn't, and it didn't end up happening. And it was an unfortunate situation that forced me to, to leave. And I felt good about my decision and the timing and now sitting in this, I'm like the timing couldn't have been more divine of this because there was definitely, I was, I was going to come back. I was going to go back a hundred percent. And this is just the universe is like, hello, like we have bigger plans for you. Yes. Oh so if this has happened once, it's going to happen again. So you choose, do you want to stay on this or are you going to let it go and create space for, for more greatness to come in. And I think I, I know that I'm meant to be in this. I know whatever happened was meant to happen the way it did. I know that beautiful things come from unfortunate situations. So throughout all of it, it was very much like, I know this is happening for me and I'm meant to just like sit in this and then rebuild. And for me, I'm like, they're like, what's next? I'm like, well, I'm going to have this baby and I'm going to rewrite my life mission statement. And go forward there and keep my girls really close to me. My use, my tiff, my, my patties, my, the girls that light me up and like create this and also have having you on this journey. Now it's like, whew, cause who I was May 28th, 2020 versus May 29th. And then after Bennett was born, which is his birthday. <laughs> I was a different person. And when I came back as a coach, I was a different person. And when I showed up for a line retreat, I was a different person. And I know that I'm going to be, and not so much a different person, an evolved version of me, really. Um, and I know that this time next month, you know, January 8th, 2022, I'm going to be a more evolved version. And when I come back, I know that it's just going to be like, whew, you know, mm-hmm. and when I say come back, that's like, come back to like society because I'm going to be <laughs> hi- hibernating for a bit. <laughs> yes. yes. Re-enter, re reintroduce re- yourself to. Yeah. yeah. At some point, maybe it's 2023, maybe it's 2024. Who, who knows? Like there, there really is no plan. Um, and I love that you've also given yourself the space to, to create this of like journey into motherhood. That's so beautiful. That is, you know, we, we are in hustle culture we are in a world on social media where you go online and you have the FOMO. I have FOMO. You and I have are the ultimate FOMO people. Like FOMO. So <laughs> because we're both on this and because we are both in this place of also, you know, going bigger and also being gentle with ourselves and creating and not not putting a time limit on it. This is where you and I have to hold each other accountable to be like B, mm-hmm. set the 
mm-hmm. sit your ass down. And then like, we already do, we already do. Cause <laughs> he and I like to say yes to all the projects and say yes to all the things. And then when we have our moments at our retreat and we're in bed next to each other, we literally talk and we're like, okay, what are all the things we have on your plate? And we like make a list and it's like, okay, what can you release? <laughs> because every time her and I both get tarot card readings separately, we both get the same message of like, you're doing the most, you're doing the most. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is, it's like this pressure that we're putting on ourselves for no reason. And we're not allowing ourselves to really enjoy like motherhood is our season. Mm-hmm. Motherhood is our season B. And we are going to keep texting each other and just be like, chill, chill, <laughs> chill. There's nothing to rush back to. Yeah. But as you can see throughout this podcast, like it's, it's a process, it's a learning process and it's going to sound very different the next time we're all together for sure. Yeah. I'm excited to like to have this conversation again and just even reflect on where we are today and where we're going to be in six months from now. But I think like such a big thing that keeps coming up as you're talking is like finding your people that like you, that just get you. So you have that anchor and you have that touch point. And like, that's, that is key. And, you know, I think back to our origins as human beings, right? Like we're tribal creatures. And like, when we used to have children back in the day, like it would be a tribe, like an effort, like a community effort. And I think that that is just so incredibly important as I like, I don't think I would be in this place mentally if it wasn't for like my community and tribe that is like stood behind me. And I know like as moving forward, I'm just so grateful to have you like in my corner, to be checking in, to be holding me accountable, to not sugarcoat things. Um, because that's exactly what I need. Like I, I love, I love, um, direct love. I love tough love. I love like getting called out on my shit. And like, you do that in such like a loving way. And it's so necessary because it's so easy to default to the old thinking because it's just patterns. It's just habits of thinking of having to, to do the most improve something. And, this is the first time in my life where I have like let go of all of the things that I was doing. And it's like this really weird space, this weird void. Cause like I'm used to having at least multiple things going on at once, um, but it feels very like freeing. And I don't think I would have gotten to this point if it wasn't for like the conversations that we've had and the reflections and like the honesty. And two things to that, like one thing, all the things that we add on our plate are distractions, right? Like that's what it is. It's distractions. And the more that we can sit in this, the more we can actually like be in tuned, listen, and, and, and know that whatever next step that we're taking and every step that we're taking is an authentic self, a step to like what's true to us. And it's being intentional and mindful. Um, and the second thing is I am, I'm sure you've already witnessed the power of mothers and just in general, and this like secret sorority mother thing hood that exist all over the world, but it is so dope. I feel like the minute I became pregnant, I was like, what is this motherhood society that I, that I had no idea existed. And it is like, moms just want to help. Moms just want to help. Does not matter if she has half a kid or 17 kids, a mom is down to help. I mean, I literally just met a mom who let me borrow her halo bassinet. I posted on Instagram. I was not into buying another baby item that I need only for like three, four months while baby girls in our room. And I was like, Hey guys, anybody wants to let me borrow a halo bassinet? I mean, the responses that, I mean, still literally yesterday, uh, Emily Bond, Emily Bond, uh, she literally texted me. She's like, Oh, girlfriend got you. 
sent me a picture. I was like, I just got one. Thank you so much. I think I need that. <laughs> but it was her neighbors. And it's like, moms are just like, moms get it. Yeah. Moms like are just down to help. I think we also, another thing, like talk about how moms are like snarky and this, and then this moms. And it's like, we forget like how dope moms are. And they just like, no things like ask every mom, because there's a mom hack out there that a mom is going to teach you or tell you. And you don't have to like see eye to eye on everything, but it just makes your life so much easier when you have that tribe. Um, and social media is beautiful for that. Like whatever you need, a mom is going to tell you mm-hmm. and moms know what's up. Yeah, I'm very excited to be a part of the cool club, hang out with all the <laughs> <laughs> It's really exciting. And yeah, this is just a, it's a cool, it's a cool place to be not knowing what's to come. Like, it's just, it's, I've, I've never felt this way before about anything. So I am so grateful for you to be leading the way in this and such an awesome support through the highs and the lows. This has not been an easy process to get to where I am today. Um, and like I said before, I would not have been able to get there without the love and support from you and like just so many, so many women. And it's crazy because what's today? Today is the December 8th, December 8th, December 11th was when I, of 2020 Mm. was when I had the miscarriage and like thinking back to where I was a year ago to this place is just, there's no, it's day and freaking night. Like I can't, and I'll do a whole different podcast episode about that because there is such a journey after having a pregnancy lost um, and then getting pregnant again, but I wouldn't be here mentally, emotionally, spiritually without the support of you and anyone else that has like been a part of my journey. So, so grateful. So grateful for you. You are such an inspiration to myself and and others and just keep shining your light and doing all the beautiful things. Be baby King is so lucky. Thank you. Um, any last thoughts, any last words? I know we're supposed to do this for 30 minutes, but I blocked off an hour because we just can't, we can't our meetings. We can't do it. Like we have, we need like an extra 30 on everything and everything. We're like, okay, we're going to meet for this time, but we need like another 30 just to chat. <laughs> Like, it's ridiculous. Well, I can't wait to continue these chats into motherhood. This is so exciting. I have no idea what's going to come, but I only feel only good things. Like I can just tell that there's going to be um, such a shift and I'm excited to see what unfolds with that as we both enter this new, this new season, this new hibernation season that's coming for both of us. I can't wait. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> I love you love so you. much. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Thanks for being on the show as always.